Welcome to Bible Stories with Dad, where I read a Bible story. So we've been working, catching things up, tying things together. Last time we left off in Acts, well, right, on, right around chapter 9. And they were just getting to the point they were stoning Stephen. So now, if you remember, a while back we had the uh, an introduction to Saul, who would later be known as Paul. That one fits right there. And at the end of that, we have the first Gentile Believers episode. That fits right after. So now we're in Acts chapter 11. We're caught up all the way to verse 19 or so. So that's where we'll start out. So at this point, Stephen has been martyred, which means he was killed for his faith. And after that, there's significant persecution. Um, it's not a good time being a Christian. It's not a good time if you're preaching Jesus. And because of that, believers are scattered out. They, they can't stay there in Jerusalem all hanging out together anymore. They, they scatter. Well, this is, this is not a bad thing, because as they're scattering, they're still talking about Jesus. And so people are making their way to Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch. And The problem is, though, they're not actually telling everyone. You remember, Peter went to some non-Jewish people, and God made it clear that that's exactly what was supposed to happen, and these people who were not Jewish could still receive Jesus. Well, they're only most of these people are only talking to Jews. They're only preaching to Jews. However, some of the people there in Cyprus and Cyrene who came along to Antioch started talking to the Greeks, the non-Jews, the people that, that the Jews weren't talking to about Jesus. Well, they start preaching Jesus to them. And the hand of the Lord was with them. And a bunch of them turned to the Lord. Lots of them were saved. And then the news about that got all the way back to Jerusalem. So the church of Jerusalem wanted to know what was going on, so they'd take Barnabas and they'd tell him, Hey, go to Antioch. See what's going on. So Barnabas goes to Antioch. And he sees the grace of God there. And he rejoices and he starts encouraging them and tells them to remain true to the Lord because he's a good man. The Bible says it so you know he's a good man. And he's full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a bunch of people come to the Lord. So Barnabas figures this is probably too much for him to handle by himself. So he heads off for Tarsus, which is where Saul was, because that was where Saul was from. So he heads off to Tarsus to find Saul. And I kind of wonder what Saul had been up to this whole time. The Bible doesn't tell us. You know, did he just kind of go back there and sort of sit on his hands and have nothing really to do? Or was he there preaching? I don't know. But he was there, and Barnabas found him. And so the two went back to Antioch, and they spent a year there meeting with the church and teaching lots of people. And that's actually where the disciples were first called Christians. You see, up until then, that's not what they were called. Sometimes they were called followers of the way or something like that. But in Antioch, they first get called Christians. It's the first time that shows up. Now, about this time, there's some prophets come down to Jerusalem. No, they don't. Now, about this time, some prophets come down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them is named Agabus. He stands up and starts to tell them all through the Spirit that there's going to be a great famine all over the world. So the disciples decided from what they had they'd take some 
and send a contribution to help people living in Judea, the other Christians. And so that's what they did, and they had Barnabas and Saul take it to the elders there to distribute. Now, <clears throat> I said there was persecution going on. This is where that story fits where Peter gets arrested, um, and an angel appears to him while he's in jail the night before he's supposed to stand trial, and he's expecting to be executed for his faith. An angel shows up, gives him a good old whack to wake him up, walks him right out of the prison, and then Peter comes to and realizes that was all real it wasn't a dream so anyway that's where that one fits in so barnabas and paul get back to jerusalem after having taken the uh the contribution from the disciples down there they get back they go to antioch again and uh there's a church there and people in the church are are fasting and praying and there's some prophets there and teachers it's just it's a good old time well while they're there the spirit tells them at the church to set apart Barnabas and Saul for work that God has called them to do. So they fasted and prayed, and people in church laid hands on them and they sent them away. And they took this guy named John, who was also called Mark, along with them. So, sent out by the Holy Spirit, they go down and sail to Cyprus, and then they start proclaiming the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And, of course, John goes along as their helper. They go through the whole island of Cyprus. And at some point, they get to a place called Paphos or something like that. And there's a magician there. He's a false prophet who went by the name Bar-Jesus. Now, he worked for an intelligent dude uh, who's described as the proconsul, the governor, and his governor had summoned Barnabas and Saul to hear about the word of God. So this magician, well, he wasn't real thrilled with the idea. He had a sweet gig there. He just kind of, you know, was living large on faking it. You know, Paul and Barnabas aren't faking it. They're actually enabled by God to do miraculous things and all that. So this magician tries to keep this governor from having faith in Jesus as Saul and Barnabas who preach. Saul, and here it says, but Saul who was also known as Paul, so here's where we start seeing him as Paul. But Saul, who was also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, fixed his gaze on him, meaning the magician, and said, You are full of all deceit and fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness. Will you not cease to make crooked the straight ways of the Lord? Now, look, the hand of God is upon you. You will be blind and not even see the sun for a while. And immediately, a mist and a darkness fell upon him. And he went about looking for someone who could lead him by the hand, because he couldn't see at all. Well, then the governor believed when he saw what had happened, and was amazed at the teachings. So Paul and his companions... Now, instead of it being Barnabas and Saul, we see it listed as Paul and his companions. Paul's starting to take the lead here. Barnabas is still important, he's still along, but we see Paul starting to take the lead here. Paul and his companions go out to sea from there and come to somewhere else called Persia. It, Perga? Persia. In Pamphylia. Pamphylia. Something like that. I'm not good with these names. But John, at this point, leaves and goes back to Jerusalem. And that's going to be important later. But they kept going and went to some other places. 
and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and sat down. And after reading the law and the prophets, the synagogue officials sent to them, saying, Brothers, if you have any word for the people, say it. So Paul stood up, and Paul preached a sermon. And he explained about Jesus fulfilling prophecy, and who Jesus was as the Son of God. And as Paul and Barnabas went to leave, people kept begging that they might come back the next Sabbath and preach some more. And after the meeting broke up, lots of Jews and, and of the God-fearing uh, Greeks in that around followed Paul and Barnabas so that they could continue to learn about God. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week. And I'll see you next time.